0: Did you know that what you eat and think has a direct impact on your ability to focus, think and process experiences, and whether or not you can establish inner peace? The software of experience we gain from using our mind can actually re-engineer the hardware of our brain. And when we change the software of the mind, we can actually cause changes in the brain's hardware. I'm Dr. Susan Taylor, and today we're discussing how to re engineer your brain with three top neuroenhancers. My inner research has shown me how we have much more control over our brain function than we actually realize, and we can actually alter its structure, function, and even chemistry through our behavior, our breathing, and our thinking. At the beginning of my career, I worked for about 15 years as a practicing health coach and teacher while studying what nutrients nourish our brain, so that my clients and students can have less stress and anxiety and feel more focused and ultimately happy. You know, an unusual combination of my experience in yoga science and Western medicine you know, has led me to discover some crucial things about how the software of our minds and the hardware of our brains work or don't work together. I now coach and teach to support my clients and students with the foundational understanding that the mind and brain interact with each other and that in order to have full control of our health and happiness, we need to have an understanding of this science. So before heading to the top three essentials, I'd like to do a little diversion here with some science. It was in the early 1900s when I fell upon research that spoke about genes that I knew but hadn't properly understood as well as before, and that is while the basic structure of a gene can't be changed by external events, the way they work can be changed by external events. So essentially Genes work by expressing proteins, and these proteins then control the various functions in our bodies, brains, and behavior. And that science is called epigenetics. And we also can include the mind here since the mind and brain do influence each other. Experiences and environment can turn on or turn off genes, protein synthesizing activity. So it's amazing. In essence, it says that our environment can turn on or turn off genes, and this fed my interest. This is truly of interest because one particular experience common to every one of my clients and students, and possibly you, can actually turn on or turn off your genes. And that's the epigenetic model. And so you probably wanna know what that one experience is. And that experience is stress stress, our perception of a threat. You know, how many times do you feel threatened? Well, you might say you don't, but any thought that causes you to be pulled out of your calm state of being is a threat. So we have to be aware of this. We know that when we can turn on or turn off genes, this translates into what are we really doing with our habits, how we eat, how we think, what we eat what we think, etc. You know, we can go on and on with that, but we could turn on or turn off the gene based on these things. Here are my top three essentials to get started on enhancing your brain. And the first I put here, because I've been writing about this for decades, literally, is the overnight fast. Now we've all heard of intermittent fasting because it's very trendy, but fasting is really nothing new. Several of the world's most religions call for periodic fasting to train the mind for more clarity and focus and perhaps even to enhance the brain. Research has shown that fasting can help to clear the mind and awaken the senses while also boosting the brain functioning. I'm a proponent of the overnight fast for over, as I mentioned, four decades now. And when I had the great satisfaction of losing weight when all other diets weren't working with the overnight fast, well, that got me to writing it in all my books. I speak about it, where you eat normally for eight hours a day, and then from 9 to 5 p.m., for example, then you eat nothing except have some water or non-caffeinated beverage, even plain tea or very diluted fruit juice and then there's the other 14 hours and this helps boost focus cognitive performance and enable inner peace you may question the diluted juice but it all depends on the health of the individual who's in need so everyone is their own unique biochemical organism so I've always made adjustments based on the person's needs going without food for 12 to 14 hours which can include the time you're sleeping, increases your brain's natural growth factors, which essentially support the survival and growth of your brain's neurons. The neurons would allow information to be transmitted between areas of the brain and the rest of the body's nervous system. So if your neurons are healthy and operating at full capacity, information can be transmitted faster and more clearly, meaning you'll be able to be more focused and able to obtain and store more information, you know, easily, you know, improving our cognitive performance. Other research from Johns Hopkins has also found that intermittent fasting may help your brain ward off neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, while the same improving our memory and mood. The issue that I see with what is termed intermittent fasting is that it is not always done as skillfully as it should be. As with many of our societal fads, the sequence of steps to prepare and end the fast are often ignored. When ignored, the body takes a burden. So learn to fast correctly and you will see the benefits. And it always has to do with how you enter the fast, how you leave the fast, and whether it's done systematically and what are you using on the fast. I've heard people using caffeinated beverages while they say they're fasting and this is not a good practice. The second neuroenhancer that I came up with was diaphragmatic breathing with meditation of course. To calm the mind I suggest making a daily practice of meditation but also of five to ten minutes of slow rhythmic breathing. We train our students at the Center for Meditation Science to engage in diaphragmatic breathing, since that is the technique that is needed to train the mind and feed the brain the necessary nutrients. Using this skill, you can engage in bringing your mind back to your body before heading into, say, a stressful work or life situation, and you won't be derailed from anybody's outbursts or hysteria or even fear you know we have a collective conscious right now that's very very fearful and our minds have shut down you know they they put us all away to say okay we're going to shut down which was rightly so during the pandemic. But our minds also shut down, which is very interesting. No one told us to shut our mind down, but yet now we're a little bit more lethargic. We don't wanna venture out the same way. We might not have the enthusiasm to start new projects and to grow and to expand ourselves. So it's very interesting to take a look at that. When we do this meditative breathing, I like to look at diaphragmatic breathing as the precursor for meditation. And if we do it about two times a day it helps calm the neurons in the brain and it'll help our thoughts be faster quicker and more original we'll have more creativity and that's what happens when we're at our peak performance breathing with conscious awareness enables brain boosting powers and believe me this is backed up by research when we use the breath and bring it under conscious control, we improve the connectivity across different corners of the brain directly involved in decision-making, impulse control, and focus. Ultimately, it induces positive structural changes in brain connectivity by boosting its efficiency in parts of the brain that are lit up, as we can see when we do brain scans. And it helps a person regulate behavior in accordance with their intentions that's what we have when we talk about neuroplasticity and I just taught a class on self-directed neuroplasticity which means that you can change your brain for the better and then our mind changes and our mind changes and our brain changes and they both work they're both married to each other the third neuro enhancer I came up with is being upright yes versus laying down being up standing up You know, when we stand or walk as much as possible, this is really good for our brain because it's said that the brain is meant to be in a vertical body. And when a person is standing or walking, the brain bathes itself in BDNF. You've heard me say, brain-derived neurotropic factor. And that's essentially a protein for the brain. And this BDNF, it's not a hormone like estrogen, it's a growth factor think of it as miracle grow although i don't like to use i don't even use miracle grow but think of it as fertilizer for the brain cells and the flesh of the brain itself your brain thrives off of these growth factors because they help to maintain the health of about 90 billion neurons or so that we have in our skulls which ultimately improves the electrical communications between them and therefore brain performance so being upright you're essentially giving yourself a brain drug like a nootropic you know without taking a pill or a supplement however i'm not going uh through this in this episode uh, cuz i don't like to do too much on supplements because everyone is so individual when i work with people it's not one size one diet fits all so supplements though done skillfully can also add benefit Uh, as a neuro enhancer, but this episode really wasn't about that. I wanted to do things other than supplements. Most people don't realize that they already have the right brain drugs inside them to help them perform better. And as I've said before, you know, I've used the quote, we've already had the mixture or the elixir of health within ourselves to heal. We just need to learn how to use it. So try these three things. I did not bring up meditation specifically, we've talked about that in many episodes, although that's part of the diaphragmatic breathing uh, statement that I made, but we know that a meditation is essential to improving and sustaining a better brain. But as I always say, do your research and see what you come up with. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to get the podcast automatically, it's available on your favorite podcast apps like iTunes, google play stitcher and others and you can also visit susantaylor.org and click on the subscribe button check out our youtube channel if you haven't done so already susan taylor phd tv where you can subscribe to the channel and get notifications on new content and i'm not going to say it much longer but if you haven't done so already check out return to radiance on amazon It's a program that will actually help you systematically level up, get your energy and happiness up and running. And it's also a perfect gift for friends and family. Contact us at susantaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. We will be broadcasting all questions and comments on our YouTube channel. So subscribe if you have a chance. And if you know anyone that would like this podcast, please share it. Sharing helps support the community. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.